0: everybody, and welcome to episode 86 of Middle of the Road the Podcast. This episode, it is not going to be focused on a movie. And instead, we'll focus on the final season of Game of Thrones, season 8. We did one of these for season 7, I believe, very early on in our podcast. Talked about that season. And we thought we'd like to talk about this one as well. Um as I'm sure you've heard, the internet uh, has been interneting about this show in its final season yes and uh, to
1: say it as the youths would, it has been cancelled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of people have had a lot of issues with it and while I think there have been some fair criticisms of the show uh, I genuinely enjoyed pretty much everything about it just to jump in into some quick takes before we dive deeper into it the third episode was the only one i was actually frustrated watching but that was more from a technical filmmaking aspect level um than
2: storytelling
0: than the storytelling i didn't really get into as watching it because i couldn't see what the fuck was happening <laughs> but
1: have you tried to rewatch it
0: not yet I think I just might wait till Blu-ray so they don't have to worry about anybody else's streaming capabilities to whether it looks good or not.
2: But they'll probably have edited on all the coffee cups by then. Uh, oh, they've again. already, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's still some water bottles I here. They probably I are I bet well. they got
0: that <laughs> <added> too. <laughs> Reflecting on the episode and listening to the couple podcasts that I listened to that focus on Game of Thrones, I could appreciate the story stuff that happened there. I would still say we can get into it later uh, since we're talking general thoughts, but I still think they they weren't quite as bold as they should have been with people dying in that episode. But uh, we will, like I said, we will have that conversation. I was a fan of the whole season. Besides that, I thought season, t- the episode two, the Night of the Seven Kingdoms was maybe a top five episode for me for the whole show. I thought the action spectacle of, episode 5 was maybe the best I've ever seen in a television show and I I'll say everything I watched with uh, in the finale everything through what happens with Danny I was very much a fan of and the back half wasn't bad it just was it wasn't it was basically what I expected anyway so I don't know what people are complaining about but I don't I'd like to hear what you guys all thought about it and we're gonna let John go next.
3: Um, yeah. So I think when the show was first coming out, like, aside from like the aspect of like its ability to show taboo things too, as well as like an incestuous relationship, and then it's the way it was just very upfront with the depravity of certain characters, whether they were very conniving, like. Uh, tywin lannister or cersei lannister or whether they were just dicks like ramsey or joffrey like this show has had an impact on our culture
0: but what did you think of the last season of the show
3: i think for the last season a lot of the pieces i think in retrospect line up and make sense i understand the criticism that regardless of that it may have felt rushed um but there were still some of, like, the most powerful moments. Like like you were saying, the, uh, the episode after the battle for Winterfell, or the episode before, excuse me, where literally nothing happened except all the characters were just getting together and talking and kind of, like, preparing themselves. It was one of the most fun to watch because finally all these characters are in the same place and on the same side just kind of trying to relate to each other. The penultimate episode it was very visually gratifying and also I think just story-wise and aesthetically wise and technically wise one of one of the most marvelous things to watch I guess in terms of how they put you in the shoes of Arya when all that stuff was happening. It remind I mean it reminded me of a war movie like Saving Private Ryan. And then the fi- yeah, I think I think the thing that was most impactful to me about the last episode was the way in which I think I will always, I haven't fully fleshed out my thoughts on it. And I think there's a lot there to unpack, not just about the show, but what it says about our culture and our society now and how it relates to that. And I not that part of the problem though, like it, it, Should it have to do all those things? It shouldn't have to, but to me, like, a good, I don't know, something that I can really enjoy and stick my teeth into. Like, there's there's two types of shows that, uh, in their finale, I think, or in their impact, make it quality to me. And one is one where I'm just, like, emotionally invested and riveted and, like, torn to bits. So I think about a show like Lost and The Leftovers that just left me sobbing at the end. And then one is, the another is like something that, again, I feel like I can come back to and kind of reflect on or always think about in terms of what is the meaning? What is the, what are the implications? That's why when we get to Fight Club, that's why Fight Club is one of my, my favorite movie of all time, because I feel like I can always come back to it and think about it and think about the lessons in it. And similarly in the series finale, I feel like there's some interesting commentary that it's saying about our society and how we organize our society and how we relate to one another and how we choose our leaders and that kind of thing. And so I appreciate it for that. It, but it, so it had a lot of that. It was missing a little bit of the emotional oomph. And so for that, I won't credit it too highly, but I think it was still a solid season and a solid ending to a very, 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 very very tumultuous journey. Lauren.
1: I enjoyed the season overall. I would say the second to last, or the penultimate, yeah, second to last, the second to last episode is probably top five for me, and I understand all the complaints about it, but I don't have those complaints. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also really like the second episode. The third was definitely, I would say the third episode is the second weakest in the season, because I just, I didn't like the the final episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, it. Di- I don't know what it was about it, but it's like... For starters, like the tone, I hated. Because like we have this first... First of all, Tyrion, I love that he got his own walk of shame through the town or the city like his sister did. And then he finds his siblings. And then it just continues to be sad upon sad upon sad. And then we get halfway through the episode and it turns into a comedy for a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what they could have done differently to make it better but i just it was unsatisfying well, I
0: mean, if if it was a 10 episode season
1: oh for sure that's the biggest complaint
0: you end episode 9 with john killing yeah. daenerys and then episode the final episode is can reset and you can come in with the different kind of tone yeah it's like and it, it, yeah.
1: the biggest complaint i have with the season is not necessarily things that happened in it i wasn't super upset about any characters journeys to mm. the point where i was raging at the show it's just <laughs> it really could have used more episodes like the only episode like episode two gets to breathe so much and then the rest Mm -hmm. of the series or season doesn't at all so it's like i still understand like the whole like we could just say danny's story for starters like Mm -hmm. i definitely understand how she got there i don't think it wasn't deserved that turn she had however i believe we could have had more time up to it like a lot of the season was basically her just being mad at John for not wanting to screw her. And <laughs> it, like, I would have, it could have had a little bit more, but like at the same time, there's so many good things with her character. Like the whole scene where everyone's celebrating John after the battle of Winterfell. And she's just stewing at the table because no one will ever love her like that. Like I completely understand how she got to where she was.
0: Mm-hmm. Ben, go.
1: I, for the most part, I thought this season was on par with
2: the rest of the series and with with danny's danny's decision in the bells which i'm gonna go ahead and say my all-time favorite episode which i know is gonna piss a lot of people off but
0: were you anticipating that turn so so danny going bad was not was something i was just waiting to happen yeah for sure what was everybody else's thing lauren was anticipating i for sure
1: expected it but i was still like She's not going to kill everyone is she but when it happened I wasn't surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. John and Ben re- quickly where, where was your It was your it was something I was happening? dreading
2: might happen. Yeah. But was like there's no way they could just make her that bad immediately. Like just heel turn like that. And when, I mean I don't say heel turn like it's it's completely out of character because it would make sense. it would make sense. But I was just one of these like the show can't do that to me but that's what but that's what game of thrones does like they are like do you like this thing i'm gonna twist it pervert it or murder it until you no longer have this thing you like
1: do you not enjoy Um, being disappointed by characters well we have one for you
2: Well, it's just like i feel like for for game of thrones a show that prides itself on shocking its viewers with these moments of just you know heartbreak almost like you know Rob being murdered at the the red wedding,
1: everyone um, being murdered at the red wedding. <laughs> okay. okay,
2: fair. Um, Ned Stark dying in the first season. Um, Danny going full blown Targaryen was just. It, it was it was heartbreaking to such a huge degree because you're like, Danny. No, you're so close. To, you're so close to the finish line. All the things you fought for, I've supported you on and. Now i can't I can't support this character I've been rooting for for almost eight full seasons, and it was beautiful um the way that was done I mean not visually beautiful I mean some of the shots were fucking incredible, but the the people being shot alive was not a good thing to look at but um <laughs> <laughs>
3: way to turn that around, Ben. <laughs>
2: I can I think the the only complaint I could lodge against this season that, that people have lodged and I think is actually accurate. Like I could be like, I can see why you're upset. I can't see why you're upset this much. But I do think this season's pacing was definitely um off. It was too fast. It it burned through too much too quickly. Yeah. Like Daenerys in the bells. It's
1: like I don't man I don't mind the fast traveling. The people that get upset about that just swift kick like what is that but like character wise it was rushed for sure
2: I think but I think the big thing is like people are saying Danny's decision came out of nowhere and it's like it didn't feel no. earned and it's like have you all not been watching like, this in show in season
1: one she burned someone alive you know who doesn't do that good sane people
2: like- She wa- yeah, she watched her brother get like smelted and had virtually no reaction to that it's like yeah he's a shitty person But if you're fine with watching like that happen to anyone, that's, you've got some problems. Like, I'm I'm telling you.
0: I mean, just because she had scores of bad people to fuck up, act out her craziness, doesn't mean that... She's not
1: crazy. (laughs) Yeah, she's not crazy.
0: You know, the people's complaints that this was insensitive or, you know, like, was a generic portrait of... a quote-unquote woman going crazy over something i don't know i just i don't understand i mean i can see where they got there but i don't buy it
1: you know what's crazy Naming your kid daenerys <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's okay if sometimes some if a, a, a crazy woman trope is something that's existed for a long time and has felt cheap and lazy at times by people but just because that doesn't mean we it can never a woman can't act yeah, crazy like ever again. If we again. avoid
1: every trope that's ever existed, there will be no content.
2: <laughs> and if they're executed well, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, the reason they're tropes is because they're effective tools. And, and like I they... think
0: I really feel like this one was handled. I mean, a little rush, sure, but I mean, if you look at her path over this whole season. In the first episode, the North's like, fuck you, we don't like you. Mm -hmm. The second episode, she learns that John can take the throne from her.
2: Yeah, it's like, so her lover breaks up with her and then says, oh, also, I'm going to steal the throne from you. Let's go back to the very
1: beginning. From the moment she was born, people of Westeros have tried to kill her. Yeah. It's like if you've been hearing that since the first time you've ever been able to mm-hmm. perceive words and take them in, yeah. it's like she's not going to have a good feeling about the people over here, or over in the Westeros.
0: Third episode, she loses Jorah. Mm-hmm. The, the fourth episode...
1: She loses a child and her best yeah, friend. Yeah, it did suck that she got fridged.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But also, it was a great moment. I just wish she had grabbed Cersei and taken her over the edge with her.
0: <laughs> and then... I mean, just in that, just in this season, and and we're not even talking about the stuff where she starts, she's not trusting Varys. She doesn't trust her. Her her visors keep fucking up. John's yeah. getting cold with her. her point of view. Like so much happened to her this year to drive her to the decision that she made. And yes, she had never done this before, but that doesn't mean it wasn't inside her this whole time to potentially do something like that. Yeah. I, the, the argument that it just came out of nowhere, I just it was it feels like a bad faith argument. And then I mean, she I has heard...
1: destroyed cities before. Like she, mm-hmm. not necessarily the whole population, like yeah. she does here, but large chunks of population she has wiped out. And yes, they were slave owners, so they suck. But that doesn't mean everyone should get murdered.
0: <laughs> I've heard some people argue that, like, well, if Rhaegal would have been alive, and then he got killed. By like the last stray scorpion as the bells were going off. Mm-hmm. Well, then it would make sense if she went crazy, and I'm like, no, that is like counterintuitive to the argument you're trying to make that it was a snap judgment decision and she wasn't thinking rationally. It was like this was like boiling this happened. Over for this seasons. happened to her like a week. But I'm saying just the with the Regal situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at
0: least like a week or so. Seem, a few days seems to have passed between. Regal dying, and then when they assault on King's Landing, and all she's been doing for those three or four days has just been like in sorrow and upset and thinking about how the she's going gonna... yeah. to. There's
1: like, like whole <laughs> TV shows based around what parents will do to save their kids.
0: <laughs> John, do you want
3: to jump in here? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are saying so much of the things that um, I I agree with as well. I think, additionally, Danny has chosen strength as an expression of her power even though it was in the uh the name of ju- justice or righteousness or whatever you see that she's she's felt so at odds in terms of she seems like an underdog or she feels like she isn't well respected or well revered and so she's got to really assert herself and assert her authority in the name I mean, of she, she literally and
0: said kind of i'm going to rule by fear <laughs> yes the scene before she went but, and did all this, but the,
3: but that's the thing too. Yeah, it, so yeah, she said, "Let it be fear." Wasn't that what she said? Yeah, yeah we have right. the we have this tension, and then this kind of this breaking point at the point when again all her advisors seem gone from her, and then she feels the most isolated and alone. It that moment didn't feel so surprising. One because of the job, I think the show has done at this, but then also two, she's the background of a Targaryen. Cersei says. Every time a, a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin. Like, this. Cersei wouldn't... said that too.
1: I Was
2: wrong. it? It was Varis who says it in the episode.
3: Oh, was it Varis?
2: Okay. And then yeah, but he's. It was the world flips a coin and everyone holds their breath. <laughs> like, I mean, they both could yeah. have said it. You could be yeah.
1: very much remembering it correctly, John.
3: Well, but the, the idea that like it's hard to argue the crazy trope when. No, there's a history of crazy in her family. And I, and I don't mean like crazy in a diminutive or derogatory sense. I mean in a direct, like, no, her dad was probably mentally ill. He literally, like, this is the stakes at which, like, Robert's yeah. rebellion was forged. Yeah, hey, just... this man cannot be trusted and with even... power. I
1: hate throwing he... the mental thing into the mix, though, because it's like... So we're arguing that maybe they have schizophrenia in their family or something, but they never play that in the series with her character. So I don't want to be like, well, she's but, just a Targaryen. Well, yeah, From, I mean, my, maybe
2: that's from my understanding. It's, it's more like,
0: narcissism, oh. like extreme well, that, narcissism. Yeah, it's yeah, more like she realized
1: that. that she wasn't going to get the one thing she's wanted all her life. And she rage quit on people. <laughs>
2: well, that, that, and I mean, wasn't there supposedly, like, a lot of incest in the
1: Targaryen bloodline? That's also sure. very true. It's why she was more yeah. than happy with yeah. screwing John.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but it's like, we've seen, we've seen what, like, one generation of incest does. Hi, Joffrey. I can imagine what several do. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, and I
3: think, um, the second reason why I feel like this was powerful is because, and I, I guess I picked up on this more on a second rewatch, but the entire time the tension in this in this show is there's really two underdog kind of characters that you're cheering for, and one of them has a more direct correlation to the plot in terms of like who do you want on the Iron Throne, and that's Danny for a majority of the series, and then but then you also have this guy named Jon Snow, and he's hanging out in the background, and he's arguably fighting the more pertinent threat which is like the threat to all existence and that's what he cares about and oh this guy is so selfless and oh he doesn't really care about his status even though he does really feel kind of the shame of that and his half mom is maybe really hates him for it or whatever um not and even then his fa- half
1: mom they're not really yeah. oh they're
3: related but not that close <laughs> yeah and this entire time you're like, man, this guy is just really good and very selfless and very, like, he's just the epitome of altruism almost in this show. And you rec- you start to get the sense of, like, yeah, Danny's got the name and everything, but maybe is John the the better choice? And I feel like the show actually presents this way earlier than just this last season. And it's it reminds me of this great quote from... The Tree of Life, which I'm going to butcher because I forgot to uh, look it up ahead of time. But Jessica Chastain's character in that movie says, in life, she's talking to her sons or whatever, she goes, in life you'll have the choice between the law of nature and the law of grace. And I hope you choose the law of grace or I hope you choose the latter. And that's, that's what I almost feel like this show ideologically was kind of asking of the audience. Like, what do you think is the better ideology or philosophy? And that's not to say that john was never just like when he was lord commander of the night's watch or when he was uh, king of the north but this idea that like which is the better ruling strategy an eye for an eye or maybe having some mercy or grace or compassion at times and so i feel like in order to prove the point that that is probably the more ideal philosophy and to build up that tension for this conflict i i don't know i feel like it was it was a great way to finally bring that tension to the forefront. And, yeah, but at the end and, of the
1: day, it doesn't matter because Bran deserved the throne.
3: All hail <laughs> Bran the Broken. But I think also there's a great conversation at the end between Danny and John. I feel like I feel like it's the tipping point. Like I feel like before that, John was probably going into the throne room to probably like find out for himself. Like Tyrion has said this, and Tyrion is maybe the smartest man on the planet. But I maybe Danny is not far from John doesn't from decide
0: to kill her until she says oh, for they sure. don't matter they exactly. that, that, that's yeah
3: and and that's like this idea that like what about the people who genuinely think they are right, and she's like, they don't get a choice like, and that was the reveal of like you were saying, Zach the narcissism and the and the tyrant and the tyrant, yeah, and I feel like that was.
0: Well, I think the tyrancy was uh, sealed when she gave her Nazi speech. over at the, like, <laughs> no, I the mean, that's the Nuremberg rally thi- uh, mm, thing. I
2: I think it was when she burned all those people. Around. <laughs> that was that's still is kind of a sore spot for me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> a lot of people who were like, well, it, it, th- there were some people out there who were being rational, and they're like, well, let's see how she react. What, what's happened? What she says after burning everybody to before we judge her snap judgment and i actually think the show does a good job of showing you in the in, in her speech and how she feels she's a conqueror that can do whatever the fuck she wants and in her scene with john where she which i really appreciate they didn't play it as oh she's got crazy eyes and has lost it like she's i talking mean she kind of like had crazy eyes Yeah, though. she
1: kind of did
0: <laughs> she's talking like danny though she's not yeah she's she she sounds normal, but she
2: just has like a disconnect with reality almost.
0: Yeah, in I mean the things that she's saying don't jive with us and John, but she doesn't seem like a crazy person.
3: But well, because they I thought that her... was a
0: great way of showing how just she's tipped too far into the drunken with power level of anybody put in this position is likely to not most people can't handle it you know. Um, well, um. and
3: and I think they also sympathize her by rehashing the scene from I don't know, with season 2 or whatever where she's in the uh the house of mirrors or whatever and she's walking through the vision of the uh, excuse me, the throne room with the snow and everything like that. Like now we're seeing the the culmination of all of her efforts. Now we're seeing this triumphant victory, but this intimate victory for her. It was almost just as intimate as um, back in like season six or whatever, when she landed at Dragonstone, like that that scene from when she landed at Dragonstone where literally there was no dialogue until the very end where she was like, well, shall we begin? It was almost just as powerful. And that was, that made her seem more human for the upcoming conversation with Jon when, we realize no she's actually too far gone now like if they would if they had just shown john's perspective like coming into the throne room and danny there then yeah it it probably would have been a bit uneven but the fact that they showed her perspective and what that meant to her i think evened it out
1: still makes me laugh just talking about john walking in there it's like he wasn't allowed to take his sword in to see Tyrion, but he was allowed to go in with all his weapons by himself (laughs) to see the queen
0: i think we've exhausted danny talk unless anybody else has
1: i just want to say that i really wish in that scene drogon had tried to melt in addition to the throne which i love all the jokes about the dragon it's like i didn't give him credit for how much he understands symbolism and stuff but um <laughs> it's like i wish he had tried to melt john and just like because i don't know how much their like imperviousness to flame how far mm-hmm. that goes up? It's like if a dragon had tried to melt him, would he have died by fire? I don't Apparently, know. Apparently,
0: John had been burned on the show. It would
1: have been a great moment point. had he tried to kill him, just in rage. And it's like, nope, John can't be killed. So that's when he just well, like takes the body away.
3: <laughs> well, and I think it. I think in some sense, some criticism of this finale was that there didn't seem like there was a triumphant moment for. Or as triumphant, it's a as epic of a moment for some of the characters that we care about, or some of the characters that we want to quote unquote win. And I think maybe if that moment had happened with John, I think that would have maybe played a little bit better. But I also, I also don't mind not having that with John because John is a character who all his triumphant moments are never because of his lineage, or never like he <laughs> had like. So much of his story is that he has nothing and he has no reputation, but that does not taint him in terms of his sense of morality and his sense of goodness and his sense of self-sacrifice. And so,
1: yeah, I just think it would have been a great thing for his character because like he's fully ready to die. Like he's devastated. And I don't think he would have minded being killed in that moment. So it's like, so he would have just, that would have been his punishment that he has to live with what he's done.
3: Oh I, I mean, mean that's a that's a that's an interesting interpretation too. I never thought of if, it that way. Yeah. If people I, I don't
0: I don't if I haven't heard that argument. I don't know where you've been hearing it, John, but that they didn't feel like their characters were getting triumphant moments at the end. I the last five minutes I thought was like a triumphant rousing I mean triumphant oh, a, triumphant, a broader, not, broader word, but like the last epic. five minutes of that episode? Like, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. montage of all the Starks. I think I think visually it was stunning. I think it put all the characters, those three characters, it like happy endings for all three of them in their own different levels of kind of... I mean, John's is kind of sad, but he got what he wanted. He's finally free.
3: And I think that's the thing that ultimately made it kind of better for me is that I think... I, I Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say triumphant moments for all the characters. I think maybe specifically for John. I think once a lot of us put the R plus L equals J thing together, I think a lot of us were... Kind of rooting on the well, he's the true heir. Like, what if he ends up on the throne? He's the best character in the show. What if he ends up on the throne? Kind of thing. See, I never
0: gave a shit. Excuse
3: me,
2: Arya is the best character in the show. Just let me you know. Excuse
1: me, Ghost is the best character in the show. No, excuse
0: me, <laughs> Cersei. Cersei is the best character. That the show. we need
1: to talk about her death. Eventually.
0: Can we talk about Hot
3: Pie for a second? Hot Pie is clearly the best character. Uh, sorry, the but show. before
2: before I forget, I want to mention this. I I I. I i don't think we've mentioned this yet i may have we were talking about visually stunning things that shot with daenerys walking to the unselling oh, with yeah uh, drogon the behind her in the wings
1: Be it's a like dragon. one of the best moments in the show i just want to say one more thing about the throne room and then we can move on from it yeah when john stabbed danny who did you think got stabbed
0: I thought I Danny, Danny got Danny stabbed, got but stabbed, I thought they yeah. did a good job. I don't know. I wasn't like, sure I for a I legitimately
1: didn't know. I My guess would have yeah. been it would have been a great moment had Danny killed John.
0: Yeah. But I, I think that's sure to the show's credit Danny, that I wasn't, but... like, sure. for like Yeah. You know, like, I, I legit was like, uh-oh, who just did it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, like, they kept holding it where none of their reactions was like, Tell yeah. me who got stabbed already. And it was yeah, like I
2: I was pretty sure it was Danny, but it was it was like Zach said, it was like tough to
1: mm-hmm.
2: really narrow it down. So in the back of my mind, I'm just like, please don't be John, please don't be, John. yeah, don't exactly. Be John. Oh thank well, God. Was,
1: but, but I thought I, it was it it makes... gonna be just like, but right before she decides to kill everyone in the previous episode, I thought it was gonna be like, but, uh, damn it, Danny, you did it again.
3: <laughs> I don't know. There was there was such there was a little bit of sadness and a little bit like. When he said, "You are and will always be my queen," mm-hmm. like there, there was a little bit of foreshadowing in that moment where I'm just like, "That seems like a weird, like I don't know, but either that's going to be a really more like, romantic." He would
1: follow her anywhere, and she killed him for it because she didn't believe yeah.
3: him. Yeah. Um. I so just to kind of go back real quick and say maybe I shouldn't say that John is necessarily the best. What I mean by best are maybe most deserving of the throne. I think what a lot of people was hoping for was like the sense of justice in terms of, well, he is the rightful heir. Yeah. And like he is, he's the moral center, maybe arguably of the show. So he should be on the throne.
1: Yeah. Like had this been a typical hero's journey story, he would have ended up on the throne.
3: But I think that says a lot to actually the, the faithfulness that the writers of the show gave to his character in the sense of like, John has said for multiple seasons he does not want leadership. Mm-mm. And he only puts himself in leadership when he finds like this is the will of the people or whatever. Yeah, people right?
1: keep voting him
2: in. And the last time and the last time he really took the reins, it was like gung ho about it. He, he got, got killed, like for shoved
3: it. in an alley. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. And just left to die by his closest friends.
3: And I think so him returning to the north is actually one so much in line with his character of like, well, I care about the most vulnerable amongst all of us. And in my time, who is the most vulnerable besides the wild, like wildings aren't even talked about as humans almost on in the realm of Westeros. And so him returning to them to be with them seems so much in line in terms of like, well, he cares about the vulnerable. He cares about the marginalized, that kind of thing that, and they're the people that he fell in love with. And they're the people that arguably he, he, He lived to serve for a majority of the show. And so for him to go back into that role, not necessarily as king beyond the wall or anything like that, but as a people that he can truly serve, that that just seemed completely in line with his character. And yeah, it's not maybe as gratifying for us who wanted Aegon Targaryen on the throne, but maybe that's what servant leadership is more about. Like, it's not about a throne. It's not about a pedestal. It's about who you serve and what you do with it.
1: And it was satisfying for a lot of us because we got to see Ghost again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Like I love how
1: so much of this last episode felt like they were legitimately responding to the audience because there was that moment in like his scene with Tyrion, where like Tyrion was listing all the reasons why Danny couldn't be queen and all this stuff. It's like it feels like they knew what the audience was going to say in response to these episodes, and they're just yeah. like, "We understand it,
3: but
0: it's yeah, too bad it's this almost happens. like you should wait till you watch the whole thing before you judge." <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> well and additionally like Tyrion's Tyrion's monologue in the dragon pit seemed a little kind of like oh here's a here's DB and David kind of personified right now talking directly to the audience Yeah,
2: that's what, that's what <laughs> I was thinking one other thing before I forget I have to bring it up Clegane bull
1: yes that I love Just I love that the hound so is the only person who really got like their happiest ending <laughs> And it was like
0: super violent. No, Bronn got his violent. happy like, ending.
1: yeah, Bran. I'm still saying he's no, the Bronn. Night
0: King. bron 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 Not Who's Bran. bron
2: Are you kidding Bronn? me? Jamie, 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 and Tyrion's best bud who tried to kill bron of the Blackwater. Oh, the dude with the crossbow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the dude. God, the dude with the crossbow. I'm sorry. The Lord, Lord of
3: Highgarden, Lauren. Name on the
1: planet. Excuse me.
2: One of the best moments in the finale is when I saw him as Master of Coin. I was just like, maybe he's matured and he's gonna take it seriously. We no, need to it's that everyone brothels. else is dead. Oh my God, <laughs> Braun hasn't changed. I love you. <laughs> Back to Cleganebowl. I loved, I loved how, when when he first take when the you know the Mountain removes his helmet for the first time, and Sander just looks at his brother and it's just kind of like, yeah, you've always been a monster. This doesn't really phase me. Also, him taking Kyburn and just like shoving him down the stairs to his yes. death was fucking great. Like, and then Cersei and then has Cersei- that "well, if you'll excuse me" kind of moment, and she just scurries just kind away. Just going
1: to be my own business over here, walking down these steps. With <laughs> 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 that
2: whole fight, it's like, why didn't why didn't Kyburn make more of those things? Because they, can you imagine like having more of them? Like, for an army, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, they
1: kind of let certain things die. Like, just going off of what you're saying. It's like, why didn't... That was another thing. Going back to the throne room. For a second, it was like, what if Arya's John? But I feel like he's probably taller than her. But she, like, never gets to use her face thing again. I kept I waiting for it to happen. the face thing
0: allows you to be different heights, the magic of it. See, can, they, they should have...
1: Like, even... I was reading yeah. an interview with Maisie Williams. Even she thought at some point... Like, she thought she was going to be Jamie when she met with Cersei. Because she kept wanting that was the only thing she wanted in the end like to have a scene with lena hetty as cersei and like it's just it's so disappointing not just the fan reaction but just reading different interviews with different cast members it's like they're struggling to say something nice about the final season like they had to come to terms with it before they could be like i guess i'm okay with my character's ending
0: i don't know i mean i think the Lannisters and Jamie and Cersei's ending was felt right, but it was just a bummer that they basically ran out of things for like, Cersei I, yeah, to do. Cersei wh-
1: didn't
3: have the best season, season,
1: unfortunately.
3: But again, like I think that's part of that's in that's in nature with the show, though. Like again, we expect these kind of we we want from our stories and our narratives triumphant moments of justice for the characters we keep speaking
0: for me i don't need triumphant (laughs) things to happen all the time well well,
3: for the most for like the most despicable and i think the fact that cersei died afraid and alone with her brother underneath like underneath the castle like she's been
0: afraid her whole life though
3: exactly well and that's what's been more like that was her at her most vulnerable and that was her at her most true like it would almost feel like too much if Okay, she escaped from the throne room or whatever, and then Danny found her and then I'm not she was like, I'm,
0: that, I, I, like I said, I thought her ending was great and felt right i I just it was just a bummer that they literally had nothing left for her to do this season.
1: yeah, like there was people were joking about it this series was just or this season was just uh her drinking wine in windows. And that was it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it pretty much was yeah. and I mean, I don't know what was there story wise. It, on the show at least.
1: She felt so much that her family deserved to be rulers. And mm-hmm. like I don't I didn't need Danny to like fly up on her dragon and burn her in the window. But I feel like I feel like she would have just stuck a little bit longer to the bitter end, like even further, just like being obstinate that she deserved to be the ruler and she was not going to give it up. And like, then Jamie could have pulled her away, but whatever, then we wouldn't have gotten her walking past um, the hound like that. So whatever. But (laughs) (laughs) what I, I, I liked the way they both went out if under one layer of bricks. It's like they probably could have survived that.
2: <laughs> I would also like. I've loved a lot of characters in Game of Thrones, but I would also say the finale is what made me so. Like, I that, the first time I ever cried was near the ending of the finale, and it was. I started feeling something when Tyrion found them. That was awful. yeah. That was like, that was so hard to watch. Yeah. Then
1: Drogon having his you know Mufasa moment with. <laughs> daenerys was like that's another epic shot when he came out of like the snow or whatever oh yeah i had like i had like a tier (laughs) but the moment where i actually cried
2: was Bran writing that he that jamie died protecting his queen i was just such bullshit
1: (laughs) i i love that like i love i was one of the people who stuck around like why should we be upset that she found love and yeah she cried about it who hasn't cried about it before but like it did bum me out that she didn't start the like turn the page and then write her name. It's Like that's all I would. have yeah, I needed. no,
0: I I no, I was surprised that didn't happen. Or someone didn't do it. You know, like there was enough people in that room that should have done that for her. Or maybe she comes across the name. Someone already did it for her.
1: Yeah, it just it should have been like the final moment. Her moment was not about her, <laughs> and that was mm-hmm. a bummer. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. her
0: final moment is you realizing she's. The highest knight in the land. Was she
1: was her Park. writing in the book before or after the scene around the table?
0: Before, because the and table then, is the last scene.
1: Okay, then then I'm okay with that. I guess Podrick
2: is a full fledged knight. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like they should probably switch to not being gold, just to get a new palette <laughs> for the the knights away from the, uh, well, the gold something thing. Was before, but that wasn't a Lannister. To, the
0: the yeah, but they're the, they're
1: gold. They stole it. It's theirs now. <laughs> the King's
0: Guard was always that color. Apparently, you
1: don't know. You haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been
3: they've been gold th- throughout the entire show.
1: Yeah, because it's always been Lannisters.
3: No, it's no, no, no. Well, Berestan Selmy was in gold. Maren Trant was in gold. No,
1: I'm just talking about like as long as we've known them, they've been protecting Lannisters. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they haven't been gold forever, but
3: like, oh, it's okay, like gotcha. just maybe
1: out with the old, in with the new. Let's let's. We already built these buildings up. Why can't we get a new set of armor? (laughs) Some nice brown for Bran the Broken.
0: (laughs) That was the other thing. Like, the people that are so bent out of shape that Bran won the Game of Thrones. Quote a big, heavy quote. Won the Game of Thrones. He is not doing any king leading. I mean, Tyrion is the king of all. Ostensibly the king. You know, like, Bran is clearly not making any decisions. He's there, (laughs) and then he's out doing branch shit. It's so stupid.
1: <laughs> it's so stupid. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> branch, he's just out in like the garden staring off in the distance. But like, it was just a little annoying because Tyrion, I just, and hilarious that Tyrion's like, this guy has the best story. It's like, have you not heard anyone else's story in this room? His well, story think... is him sitting around being carried around by everyone else. Like, everyone but is it... literally doing all the legwork for him.
3: But additionally, <laughs> no one... No one... <laughs> No one else <laughs> in that so in that room would want it though too, right? No, Sansa I know. Again... It's just
1: the speech he gave was stupid. I don't believe that like anyone else wants well, it. That's not relevant. I, I think and the Sansa shortcoming probably the... loved it, but
0: I think the shortcoming there is um, our understanding of the world's perception of what the three-eyed raven is, because. If the Three-Eyed Raven is something that's known across Westeros as this like mythical thing and Bran is now it, it is like an amazing story that he became the thing of fantasy. Well,
3: and additionally, and they talk about this more, I guess in this season, but that the idea that his role is the keeper of st- all stories, right? Like he is human history then don't embodied, make him, right? Uh, and don't so, make him
1: someone that everyone would want to assassinate. <laughs> just have him off in a corner with the books. He should be a maester or something.
3: I will say a great part from that scene too, was, <laughs> uh, Edmund Tully, like standing up and like trying to plead his case and Sansa, the bad bitch that she is, just being like, Uncle Edmir. sit down.
1: That's the moment I fully (laughs) hated this episode. Because it just did not fit at all.
0: Um, I don't... And and then, also, like you said, like, Sansa... Like, people that are pissed that Sansa didn't become the queen. I mean, she is a queen, though. She did become the queen. She got her own fucking country. I
1: love that she could just be like, um, Bran, can I have this whole plot of land up here? Thanks.
0: (laughs) Well, that was the other interesting thing, is that... I, is it Has it been at clearly established that, like, the north is the only other part of Westeros that is, like, able to be its own entity? You know, where all these other places are small and do need the help of... No, um, I just... You know, I thought... I, I'm just saying, just I can see that's where some people kingdoms, complain. So it's
1: weird that she's like, now we're gonna have two kingdoms. <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. rule one of them.
0: Also, speaking to that, like, that's where another great little danny foreshadowing and like that she was headed the wrong way is when Sansa a- asked for that and she like recoiled and pulled her hand back like that was just a great subtle little moment that spoke volumes of where danny's head was at mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah we have haven't even talked about the, the night king stuff which i guess could be credit to the complaints about it not being that Big a deal i will say this it was um game of thrones night at the giants game and i went on monday and they did a little you know they did like one of those meme things where like they had the braves they had a braves logo on the night king's head and that and they, they showed the aria scene where he she comes through but i i had never see, i never noticed there's a shot of one of the the night king's guards and there's, a like, of a, a gust <laughs> of, of wind going past her, base him, basically. His hair is, like, blown away by Arya running past him, even though you don't see Arya. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a cute, cute little thing that I ne- didn't notice the first time. So
1: She should have worn the face of one of his lieutenants. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Doesn't she have to have the face first, so she has to kill yeah, them or something? Them, she yeah.
1: could make it happen. She is Arya. <laughs> she probably could. <laughs> but now she's technically freddo. what i also
2: i love i love how people were so against Arya being the hero they're like well john was yelling something that probably meant you know this big thing and people like nope he, he just he just screamed yeah they kept trying
1: Arya. to
0: take he it was away. trying to die oh. again like usual
2: <laughs> Arya figured it out like Arya Wait, speaking of problem. him dying again where did benjin
1: go
0: <laughs> he got eaten he did yeah,
1: I need to rewatch the, the series. <laughs> they uh, overtook at,
3: him at the uh, at the far east. What was it called? What was it yeah, like? when
2: they escaped on when they escaped on um, Drogon after the got taken yeah. down.
3: What what was that place called? The castle.
0: It doesn't matter. It was the worst episode in Game of Thrones history. I like you that take episode. That back.
1: You take that back, zombie bears.
3: The worst. <laughs> I'm not
2: sure which is the worst episode, but it has to be one of the ones that like stays on dormant. It was the
1: finalist No i just love like brand we're talking about john being the one it was like a week before or something people were making jokes about john being the one constantly coming in like taking credit for things that he didn't have any part of it's like brand just did that to the whole series he wasn't even <laughs> in a season guys
3: <laughs> it became a running joke with uh with my roommate and he always has a little watch party on sundays and it became a running joke throughout the season that whenever he like came on screen and just like was in a conversation but then didn't respond like took especially long to respond Mm -hmm. had that glazed over eye look i would just always be like i'm the three-eyed raven because that was his like response (laughs) to everything people were like you've grown up so much like a man he's like not quite it's like shut the fuck up dude like no one cares (laughs) no one cares about your like mystic technicalities
2: there is is this one thing when Sansa mentioned, "It's like you could be Lord of Winterfell," and he
1: said, "I'm the Three Eyed Raven.
3: I, I can't can be Lord the, of anything." Yeah, but I'm
2: then the... he's okay
1: to be king later. You know I, I what would have been a great moment to make him king? <laughs> he should have warped into the dragon as Daniel was trying to murder everyone and stopped it. That would have been dope. But then we wouldn't have gotten prediction. that scene of her murdering everyone. Like Arya walking through the city as it fell down around her was epic.
2: <laughs> yeah, amazing.
3: I like. I totally get your gripes. With the uh, with how it was sh- how the Battle of Winterfall was shot, uh, with Zach. But I think the claustrophobia of that scene that Lauren's talking about was just so heightened. It was so which scene? vivid. It was the where she's walking through, uh, King's the Landing. Zombies? No, oh, King's, King's Landing. Land. Like, and I think, and they talk about how, um, a lot of times, uh, they've wanted Arya to be like. The perspective of like the lay people in terms of like in this big quote-unquote game of thrones like how are the little people affected or how the normal everyday people affected and she's like despite the, the fact that
2: them. she's like a super powered like assassin
3: yeah and and that's a theme that they've had back through everything back to when her dad was getting murdered yeah, it's crazy to... the
1: last time she was in that city was when her dad got beheaded
3: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
1: <laughs> and then she lost her kind of second dad and with the hound. Yeah, and then she lost her horse. Where did the horse go, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably Just needed okay it somewhere. for a short ride down the, <laughs> out the gates. Drogon
1: probably ate it.
2: Probably. I think
0: Clegane <laughs> and Arya's scene was great. Their goodbye was yeah excellent.
1: Yeah, that was the only thing she, Maisie Williams said, that kind of turned her around on it, was that that scene with uh, the hound talking her out of it and, like, telling her to live a better life than him. Like, the Hound, he's one of those characters that, like, he was a nothing character at the beginning. Yeah, he was worth something, but it's like, I didn't care one way or the other about him. And then at the end, it's like, I love that character.
0: <laughs> well, that's what, I was yeah. talking to some people who have never seen the show at work, and they were like, is it worth watching? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's, the, the, what they're able to do with characters over the course of this series yeah, is, they turned.
1: They turned me around on Sansa. I hated her in the beginning. Sansa, were <laughs> I
0: didn't like. J- I didn't like John <laughs> for, and think I don't think I, don't think. I don't think I cared about, about John. In until. my defense,
3: I grow on a bunch of people. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I no. I always like. Ja- I always like the Lannisters. I, I you just feel more sympathetic for him as it goes Even
2: along. J- oh, Jamie was a shitbag. He's a rapist. Yeah, guys. but he's
0: entertaining.
2: <laughs> and he pushes a child out of a window. It just. That child was super lucky and got to be king after that. Yeah, but... so
1: what we're saying is <laughs> it, it was Jamie's fault that Bran became king.
0: But Holy shit, it was. I was like, if you watch the show as an amazing character study of like 12 to 15 different people, it's great. And I think the eighth season is great as that. And when it has spectacle, it can be phenomenal. It usually is great when there is spectacle. Um, the, and then there's random spats of horrific violence and nudity for the first three seasons. <laughs> if, but if you can look past that, it's great to watch as a character study.
1: How many seasons, or how many years do we think the show took place over? Like in seat, like in <sighs> show?
0: Um, no, they, they did set this up because they made sure to imply the night Maisie Williams got naked, they mm-hmm. were, they made sure everyone knew legal. she was 18. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Cause it was just, I was just thinking back off the top of my head. It's like when, I think in the beginning of the books, um, Daenerys was like 12 or something. So it's like, can you just imagine a 12 year old riding yeah. around on a dragon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they aged everyone up for the show. Yeah. For sure.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, they aged her up so she could be naked in the first episode and and yeah how to train a your good dragon. chunk of the <laughs> others like yeah yeah that was what yeah
0: <laughs> they say they say six to seven years i guess because aria was supposed to be like 12 in the first season and she's supposed to be 18 in this last season i guess
1: yeah i didn't know how to feel about that it's like because i know she's older now and everything but still it's like mm-hmm. i've i've known you as a child <laughs> i don't need to see this side boob
0: <laughs> i mean i really feel like it was Maisie williams like all right guys I got to go out with people thinking of me not as a small girl <laughs> anymore. Can we please do something to help me out here? But apparently she didn't she was shocked when she found out she had a sex scene. Yeah,
2: apparently, apparently so. like uh what what um Sansa's actress
1: uh like texted her like you
2: got to skip to this page like
1: Yeah, I kept hearing stories about that like Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. She and Kit Harrington were on a plane ride together I think to get over to wherever they were shooting, oh, and he, had, he hadn't read the scenes yet, like so she wanted to talk to him about the finale and everything, and he was waiting to read everything till the table read, so she was just, like, fuming in her seat, wanting to talk to him, and she couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like she might be the most pissed at Daenerys' turn of, of the...
1: Seriously, everything I've read from different people, from Varys to Miss Sandy's character to... Mm-hmm. It's like, everyone seems super disappointed with the season. It's That's a bummer.
0: Well, I think they're disappointed that they... Like, the, 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 the fast-forwarding nature of it. I think they yeah. wish they got a few more scenes to, to make For some of sure. these. But, which I can totally understand. At the same time, if you step back, it all kind of makes sense in the yeah. end. So. And I, I think some people also... Like, I always talk about when I... Would review something, a movie or something like that, and it's mostly applied to movie because, I mean, filmmaking has only excelled on television until fairly recently, where it feels like actual beautiful film work is going on. Th- that's what this show always had for me. So even are if, you
2: saying Friends is not?
0: <laughs> if if that's what this show always had for me, go like you could actually take fifty percent of the experience is the actual filmmaking, even if the story and acting was absolutely shit, I could get something out of it if it was a beautifully made thing. So I think that's also part of the reason why these 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 last two seasons maybe haven't rubbed me as the wrong way as a lot of other people who might just be in it for the story. I, I, I'm still kind of just shocked at how many people were so invested with who ended up on the throne at the end like I, I haven't cared about that the whole fucking time. Yeah, like,
2: as, like I'm invested. In, I was invested in the story, and I thought the majority of it worked.
0: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm invested in the story, but I'm just saying, pe- some people don't get anything out of the filmmaking. Like they don't give a shit about, especially if they're watching on their fucking phone. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter that about the beautiful cinematography to a lot of like these if people. you're
3: watching the Battle of Winterfell.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not watching it.
3: <laughs> Can we also? talk about like sort of what do we think the cultural or the do you think through the ending specifically the series finale they were also trying to spur on conversation about democracy maybe democracy <laughs> well not just democracy but well, well no there was the idea that and they laughed at i think,
0: at it, I, think so. the, I think the show clearly laid out how it felt about that idea
3: like
1: it's it was such a weird scene because like why was gray worm okay with them picking a ruler like I guess he just wanted to bounce so much that he didn't care, but it was just such a weird scene of all these white people getting together and taking something back from the black man.
0: What, Grey Worm does knows nothing else but to follow orders, you know. Like,
1: and he just wanted to get to Noth or whatever it was called. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and additionally, I think the the conversation of the or the conversation between John and Danny in the throne room. Kind of was a commentary also. Or you could almost interpret it of the commentary as we've got this society currently, at least in America, that's so polarized to the point where both sides see each other as the ap- absolute. Ethical I don't see any opposite. of that
0: in this show. Get-
3: well, I, I well in the idea Daenerys that is when... Trump confirmed. No, no, no. In the idea <laughs> that Daenerys represents this idea that. Uh, there's no flexibility or there's no sense of seeing outside of your perspective of your own values of right and wrong in terms of well, what yeah, about what someone else does. I think, what that, I think that's,
0: does? A re- that's a reach. I
3: don't well, think that's a reach. Because I mean, John John calls it out. What, what about the others who think they are right or wrong? He's asking her to step outside of her shoes. But
0: this isn't a conversation between – Joe Schmoe's on the street that thinks Daenerys should be the most powerful be in charge. It's the person that's in charge. Obviously they're gonna think that they're the only person that's right. That's a little different than saying two people are on polar opposites of the political spectrum.
3: Well, well, in terms of political sorry, polar opposites in terms of being able to see uh, being able to have a flexibility of viewpoint of Know that not just that they think my polar opposite, but they've got no good justification for what they think. And I think then to follow that up with Tyrion's comment about, well, what's you what unites us as a people and its stories? I think that was an interesting thing to think about. Okay, in terms of like going forward in our political climate, in a in a nature that's or in a landscape that is so divisive and so divided, where it seems like you've got. You got the never Trumpers and the Trumpers and like, I mean, f- for better or for worse, like one of the former political like presidential candidates like summed it up by calling a whole swath of them deplorable. Like that has that has tainted the nature of our political spectrum, and so now we're we're longing for unity and we're longing for okay, what can bring us together, and I haven't really like I haven't really. S- When Tyrion says stories, I was like, interesting. So how does that apply to where we see our narrative as a country and how, how maybe on both sides of the aisle or both sides of those who support our president and those who don't, we're both maybe trying to advance like the American story and the story of our country. And I don't know. I think it, that all just seemed very unique. I just like watching people get stabbed. No, that's fair. And the dragons. Cool. Awesome.
0: I think the the creators of this show fell more in that camp than trying to create some thesis based around the political divide in our. And I think that but I think that's part of the problem is people have been trying to have been trying to plant their these kind of ideas and thoughts about the wokeness of the world yeah but
1: you can't assume they weren't thinking the same things as they made the show like that might not have been the purpose of scenes but they might have drawn comparisons that's
0: no that's what i'm saying like people the viewers are taking the world that they're living in and applying it to they think that's where the show is going and then getting mad at the show for not withhold holding to these standards that they thought the show was setting i i, I don't i don't know if th- that that's what they're going for they're trying to I think the show, especially, has just been trying to tell in, in what they think is an entertaining story with twists and turns, and I don't know, and dragons. And, and that's what I that's what I got out of it. I think the closest thing you could get to a, some sort of commentary in the show is like the anti-war element of it, especially of the last two episodes and how power can corrupt individuals and t- tyranny is something we should avoid at all costs. Anybody have any final thoughts on Game of Thrones season 8?
1: Like I know it was never going to happen, but I'm still kind of bummed we never got to see Lady Stoneheart.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I don't I'd have to read the books to
1: well a lot of her story has yet to come.
0: Yeah. I just just people that have yeah, from, from what I've heard about that, I I haven't it seems kind of silly to me yeah yeah like it
1: definitely it depends where the other books go to determine like what role she actually plays Yeah,
0: especially if the jamie if the jamie cersei ending is george's intended ending i don't understand what the payoff of lady stoneheart's gonna be if her role seems to be leading up to eliminating the lannisters so yeah
1: and i guess like just now that i briefly mentioned the books i think that's another thing that at the end of the day, no matter what problems I had with this series, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, unless he dies, we're always going to get the books. So mm-hmm. if something didn't work in this, there will be another version and I can pick and choose what things yeah. work for me and form the story I want in my mind, if need be. And
0: that, that's <laughs> also like the worst thing that could have happened to the showrunners of the show. Yeah. Is, is everybody who's invested in the books has just basically been like, well, George is, would obviously do these things better. Yeah, that's so frustrating. But there's nothing for them to pull, hold it up against.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like I was joking. It's like, what if point for point, word for word, the books he puts out is this? <laughs> it's like, yeah. how angry would people be? It'd be <laughs> hilarious.
0: Um, we'll see. Oh, well, maybe. We'll see. Well, now he um, yeah. knows
1: how people reacted to stuff. So who yeah, knows? I mean, we'll it
0: actually might be brilliant on his part to let them kind of float it out there and mm-hmm. see how this goes over and then he can change things after the fact.
1: It also makes me I think George R.R. Martin, I think I read somewhere that he wanted the show like he was hoping for something maybe like ten seasons long or something. It's like he just kept <laughs> wanting to stretch out more and more time for him to write those books. <laughs> I just also want to say just the only thing I would have liked more than Lady Stoneheart would be more Nymeria, but I guess we kind of had a final scene Yeah, I was kind
0: of bummed they didn't show up at a big battle or something. Yeah, but at the end of the day, she was doing her
1: own thing now, but still, I wanted her to come back also quick shout out to
2: leanna leanna mormont going out like a total boss
1: yeah we can talk we've talked about our final um like our favorite episodes or what ones didn't work but just bringing up that death it's like just so many lists i've seen lately what is your final death i'd say lady mormont or little little lady mormont or whatever it was that was a really great death And she was one of the only people I've read that was completely satisfied with her character's
2: <laughs> ending. Yeah, she was like, I either wanted to end up on the throne, which probably isn't happening, yeah. or I wanted to die. <laughs> die, epically. <laughs> I, I
0: yeah. think Varys' death scene was pretty effective and beautifully yeah. shot.
2: Yeah. I'd, put, I'd put Mormonts up there. It's either that or... I mean, I guess it has to be the Kilgain
1: brothers. Like, they both went out on their own
2: terms, mm-hmm.
3: like...
1: Probably of, for this season, that might be my favorite death.
3: Martell. Prince Martell. I think his was pretty epic because my... of the the bait and switch in terms yeah. of what ended up happening. But then I also did like the Lannister's death just because I know people were ragging on what seemed to be like F- Jamie coming full circle and going back to Cersei. But I actually think he... He's come so far, as you guys were saying before, where he was a dick at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. series, and now he took whatever, like, good was left in him, and he went back to save his sister, and in that very moment when he, like, when Cersei was at her most vulnerable and most, like, scared and fearful, like, he did whatever he could to, like, distract her and kind of put her in a calmer place of mind, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's not again it's not gratifying for us but it is him probably at his most selfless to go back to a character and to sacrifice his life for a character that will never be able to repay him for it like
1: I kind of loved like I like that they went out together but at the same time looking back it's like I wish he had like died in that fight with whatever gray joy era this to kill him like before. I wish I he had know, I wish he had long. died like in those rocks, and just no one knew it happened. And, like he'd just be dead there and forgotten. Like that felt like a oh. Game of Thrones ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like. I I enjoyed your own great joy.
1: Yeah, I really I enjoyed him too. <laughs> I mean, he was he was despicable, but yeah, he was fun. But he yeah he oh. was having fun. <laughs> like,
3: the, Theon <laughs> had, Theon had the had a great ending too. I he think too. A, another yeah. another great like not full circle, but like one eighty of his character in a way to redeem the character too. Like. Again, Zach, you were talking about, like, the growth that this show shows of all its characters. Another exemplar of that.
1: Yeah, he had a good yes. one. He was kind of redeemed. But I still think a lot of the quieter ones, just like what you were saying with uh, the Lannister death, it just reminded me of a lot of the quieter deaths that were my favorites. Like, I love Tommen walking out the window just because mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous. And I love uh, Lady Elena or whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. Just, just being oh, like, queen. yeah, I killed your son. Queen. No, I'm gonna drink this poison.
3: <laughs> make yeah. sure she. Kn- make sure your sister knows.
1: Yeah, like she was such a badass character. <laughs>
3: yeah, she was. Uh, she was one of the original Avengers, not like Marvel, but like the British series, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And apparently, she looked just like Natalie Dormer when they were the same age. That's
0: gonna do it for Game of Thrones season eight. I'm glad I found some sane people to talk to about it. One last time, and I'm happy that I'm. I, I look forward to the day. Well, that for the next two years where we don't have to talk about Game of Thrones again on the internet, because I think people just need to step back and think about things instead of being all here the momenty. Yeah. Um, so the next podcast on this feed will probably be Brightburn. If you want to get ready for the next episode, until then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me at Zach Goldenberg wherever you can find that. And, uh, you can find us at middleofrow.com, and you can rate and review this podcast. It apparently does things.
2: I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at, or Twitter and Letterboxd at The Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul.
3: You can follow me on Twitter at AnotherRahulJ, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row, hashtag Nova.
1: And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter, at Beware of Trees, And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Go watch Brightburn. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.